Welcome to another episode of True Wisdom. We thank you for joining us today. Andrew and I welcome you, as I welcome Andrew. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. And um, we thank you for supporting us. Now, here's the interesting thing. Your support is not based on you sending us anything. Your support is not even based on you asking questions. And we thank all those who have emailed us and asked us questions. Your support is based on sending it to others. Uh, Not for our popularity, uh, but it's so that other people can be blessed or they might have questions that need to be answered. And by them sending us questions, we're blessed because we have to do some more study. And that's really what this is Mm -hmm. all about. Right, Andrew? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll even point this out. There are a lot of times where we get questions on a topic we know, but because of the way the question comes into play, answering it teaches us something else about that topic that was broader than what we knew. It's a blessing all the way around. Yes, and there is no such thing as a bad question, honestly. Um, If you have a question about something within the Bible, it may be obvious to some, but it's not obvious to everyone. And by your question, you can be helping someone else. So if you ever have any questions, feel free to email us at truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com. We got another one on Tithe recently, and we will be addressing that shortly. Um, Just keep sending the emails, and we will respond in kind. So, this wisdom that we're talking about, this true wisdom, Andrew, what is our theme verse? Proverbs 9, 9, and 10 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. 9 verses 9 and 10. All right, you broke up there just a bit, but everyone should know by now. that In case this is your first time, it's Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. He just dropped out a little bit. That's what happens. But uh, we will try to ensure that you get all the full uh, audio that we're trying to preserve today. All right, I believe it is your turn to pray to start, and then you can jump right into this devotion. Sure thing. Well, let's, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we have together. We pray, Lord, that you will bless us as we enter into this discussion. We pray, Lord, that the, the message that you wish to convey through us will be done properly. Help us not to interfere with that process, but to cooperate with you. And please be with the technology, Lord, that it works the way that it needs to, because we know the enemy will try to interfere. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. 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 So, what are we covering today? Let's let's head on over to 1 Kings chapter 10. We're only going to read the first half, essentially. 1 Kings chapter 10. First Kings 10. We're going to go up to verse 13. All right. Starting at verse 1. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. (laughs) Yeah, funny, isn't it? (laughs) As as we talk about. It's weird. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. As we talk about questions, yeah, 
Ask hard questions of the Lord. Yeah. It's it's the Lord will not get offended if you ask hard questions of him. Honestly, ask hard questions of the Bible. And when she came to Jerusalem, but, go ahead. Well, the one thing that is really um, appreciative, um, people aren't sure where she where she came from. They say that Sheba is somewhere in southern Arabia or or you know upper Africa, whatever the case. Um, approximately fifteen hundred miles from Jerusalem, which is actually pretty decent distance. But the thing is. She heard about the fame of Solomon, and it says concerning the name of the Lord. So it, that's in conjunction with his religious beliefs, not just smart guy. But she goes to prove him. She doesn't just accept it and run with it. She has the means to determine the veracity of his wisdom, and she goes to test it herself. This is an important lesson. Mm. Yeah, We live in an age where people just accept things when they have more information at their disposal to test things and verify for themselves. And instead, I heard Bob say, and then they run with it, knowing that Bob just put a thing out there without checking. And one of the sad things to hear is people who only learn to verify what they already believe, or they only... Uh, mm -hmm. look for information to verify what they already believe. Um, now, some may say, well, there's such inconsistencies in the Bible, but there's something you often say about the Bible, that you have to go and check a couple of different places so that you can come to the conclusion, all within the Bible, understanding that the Bible is written of different books, which if they support each other, then that's how you get the witnesses of the the verification of what it is you're looking at. Amen. Mouth of two or three witnesses. That's it. So verse 2, And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices, and very much gold, and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. That's a better that's a better use of that phrase than when Samson was involved. <laughs> uh, yes. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. It's an interesting way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. In essence, he Gave told her, her answers. Yes, everything. Mm -hmm. And when the queen he answered of all her questions. Mm -hmm. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his accent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Okay, pause a second. This is powerful, these two verses here. Look at all of the things she pays attention to. She saw his wisdom, which was, was, which was manifested in the answers she received to the questions that she had prepared for. And, and I would imagine, by the way, that those questions were hard questions, meaning things she knew that were difficult that she wanted to see he had answers for, and things she didn't know but wanted to know that were hard. Right. <laughs> and she wanted to see if he had answers for them. So. She sees his wisdom. She sees his house. 
his house. He sees the meat at his table, so how the food and stuff is arranged, the sitting of his servants, how that's or organized, the attendance of his ministers, how his government is set up, their apparel, how they are dressed, his cupbearers, and the ascent by which he went up to the house of the Lord. Because remember, he set up the, the he set up the um, sanctuary in such a way that you had to climb up to it. Mm-hmm. It was elevated. And when she saw all of that finalized by by the entering in how he went to worship, mm-hmm. there was no more spirit in her. You know, I often think about Hezekiah, who was a good king, mm-hmm. but he made one very crucial mistake. He, mm-hmm. he sort of did the same thing when the retinue from um, Nebuchadnezzar showed up from Babylon, came mm-hmm. and, and inquired mm-hmm. about um, what had happened. Mm-hmm. And yet he showed them all those things, and he did not show them his relationship with God. That is something he unfortunately yeah. missed. Yeah. And I would even stretch it a little bit because if you look at the things that Solomon actively does, it seems to me that Solomon actively answers her question, but that every other thing she observes in the course of his normal business. Yes. Yep. He was not showcasing any of the other things. Hezekiah showcased his house. Yes. Yes, and he didn't showcase his life. Nope. So the people came to see a miracle, and he instead showed mm-hmm. them things. Mm-hmm. And she came to get hard questions answered, and he showcased his entire existence. Yeah, his lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that reminds me of that phrase, there's some people who will never hear a sermon, but they may see your love. Okay, I just messed up the phrase, but they'll see a sermon mm-hmm. in your life, in the way you live your life. I said that all wrong, yeah, please forgive you, me. <laughs> the life you live may be the only, only sermon, sermon they some see. people yes, ever yes. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, I appreciate that. I had the right concept, just the wrong phrasing. All right, so... Verse 6, and she said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in mine own land of the acts and of thy wisdom. Of the acts and of thy thy wisdom. Thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king, to do judgment and justice. Mm. Now she's praying. She's praising the Lord. 
And, and she's about to answer for third. Ah, yes. Verse 10. And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold and of spices very great store and precious stone. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Okay, pause a second. You know, you introduced, you brought up the Hezekiah situation, which is very, very profound. Think about this. Solomon answered her question and showed her his lifestyle. He added to his wealth. Hezekiah showed off his wealth. <laughs> that wealth was eventually taken, not yeah. during his lifetime, yeah. but it was taken by that same country. Yep. Because he showed them what he had, not how he got it. Right. Or who he got it from. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. And I, I think about that quite often. Um, I think about when we, as a church people, when we give testimony, mm -hmm. are they just words or how are we living our life? Are we living our life because of the, you know, are the words just the time? Okay, I had my time to testify. That was my five minutes. Um, or are we living a life that is a testimony? Because people don't realize Israel's job was to do exactly what Solomon did. Israel was going to prosper, mm -hmm. and their job was to mm -hmm. say, this is why I'm prospering. This is why they weren't supposed to mingle. This is why they weren't supposed mm -hmm. to um, end up worshiping other gods. Because their prosperity came from God. If they pretended it came from anybody else, it would, have to, it would end up being taken away. And then whatever lessons right. they were trying to teach are lost. So. Yep. We have to verse 12. Nope, verse 11. And the navy also of Hiram, that brought gold from Ophir, brought in from Ophir great plenty of almug trees and precious stones. And the king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, harps also, and psalteries for singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen unto this day. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked, besides that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that, the, that where she went? You think she didn't incorporate all of those things that are explicitly mentioned as her noticing? How his ministers operated? how his servants, how the food was laid out, their eating habits, their conduct, their attire. All of that she observed. And you think that, that good points from that weren't implemented back in her place? Yeah. It's... Living a testimony is so effective. And we know he stumbled yes, later, but here you see a clear example of, of testifying the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did stumble later. He did create problems later. He did come back from that. Yes. He did not solve all of the problems coming back. 
but the book of Ecclesiastes is there as a post-apostasy book to um, to show us. You know, he ultimately he um, some of his potential was lost. A great deal of his potential was lost, and potential for the nation for the nation um, on account of what he did. The kingdom ended up being divided after him. Right. There are a lot of ways in which those mistakes were painful, um, but but that does not exonerate the people afterwards. Each of those people had a, a thing to do because Josiah, as we've done a study before, Josiah was able to um, forestall the demise of Judah because of his fidelity to God. Right, right. I mean, even if okay. you imagine only for the lifetime of a good king, the Lord with um held up Israel. <laughs> if you had had a good succession mm-hmm. of good kings, they may not have had mm-hmm. the downfall that they had. Exactly. Exactly. Right? You have because think about it. The the best stretch of time that Israel had was David into Solomon. Right. Two back to back forty year period. Eighty years where they were largely on track. David was a little bit more up and down. Solomon was really up until the end and then went down and, and came back. We don't know how long his apostasy lasted. But you had that 80-year period. You only have a few other really good shining spots. Asa was a pretty good king. Jehoshaphat was a pretty good king. Hezekiah. 35 years for Jehoshaphat. I think I think Asa was 41 years. Hezekiah was uh, 29 years. Um, um, Manasseh was terrible, but he came out at the end. I'm not sure how many good years Manasseh had out of his 65 year reign. Uh, the Bible doesn't really record it. It's probably around 15 years. Uh, uh, Josiah was uh, 31 years. Um, but, you know, think of the number of years I didn't count yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a lot of stuff, and, and some are like folks like Hezekiah had a his father was not good. No. Ahaz was not good. And, and his then son his son was, was hideous, yeah. except for a, a little piece. So, um, yeah, we need to live uh, an appropriate life. And we need to allow the reputation that God has allowed us to have to be the thing that draws us. Think about it. Solomon didn't have to do anything to draw the Queen of Sheba to him. He had to live in accordance with the will of God, and she was drawn to him. His fame was spread about. She leveraged her resources to come and see him. She heard about him. She brought hard questions. She was assured of his wisdom. She got all of her questions answered, and she praised the Lord God of Israel, and she left with undoubtedly a better outlook in all facets of life than she had come. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's our responsibility. That's what Jesus said. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's yep. how it's supposed to work. We spend a lot of time and money trying to make people come to us. Yes. Or even in some cases trying to get to all the people. Yes. Right? And I'm not saying we shouldn't try to get to the people. We've seen the apostolic time that that's what was done. We see that Jesus made rounds to, to do that. We see that Elisha the prophet made rounds through Israel to make sure. 
But if you're doing what needs to happen, like John the Baptist, people will come to you in the wilderness. People will come to see you. And with Jesus, people mm-hmm. came to see him. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we heard yes. he was there, and we came to see him. Yes. Mm. All right. Are those your final words? Yep, for today. All right, so I will pray. Uh, Lord, you've given us this ability to, maybe we're not able to speak to everyone, maybe we're not always given the opportunity to testify with words, but you've all given us the opportunity to live a life that directs people to you. Uh, Even if we're not at the moment of prosperity, just by praising your name and being thankful for what we do have, people will notice. So we ask you to continue to guide us, help us to have the right voice, the right mindset, so that others can be drawn to you, and that will enable your gospel to spread. Uh, Be with all those who listen and be with us who speak. Amen. Amen. And just remember that you can reach out to us. I didn't mention Twitter earlier. That's truewisdom underscore pod. Uh, as well as truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com. I know it's long, but uh, since other people have been able to reach me, I know that you can too. Uh, Thanks again, Andrew, for this devotion. And you can find more devotions from Andrew on his uh, podcast. Rightly divide the word of truth. Just go to Bible study dot asbzone.com and you'll be able to see all of the, the podcasts that we have there and you'll be able to see them on all of the podcast platforms that are true with themselves. So we thank you for listening and we pray you will be blessed. <laughs>